Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. Hello, hello, and welcome once again to ESSR Central here on Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet. I'm your host, as always, Ross McLeod, joined by a very special guest, John Isherwood. John, how are you? Hello, I'm very good, thanks, Ross. You all good? I'm good, mate, I'm good. Back on Central on a week that has provided so much content. You know, last week we were scrimping, you know, <laughs> we had all out and that was it. This week we've got, we have a new WWE champion to talk about. We have a massive dynamite coming up to talk about. We have NXT rebranding, SmackDown and MSG. WWE is going back to Saudi Arabia by popular demand. So much to talk about and more. Ring of Honor, Death of Dishonor to touch on as well. So much to talk about this week and... We've talked about so much on our massive back catalogue here at Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet, which you can find on iTunes, Anchor, Spotify, and all good Android podcasting sites, news, reviews, interviews, and previews, and of course, at Suplex Retweet, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Friend Finder, Bebo, you name it, we're on it. <laughs> Is Bebo still going? Bebo is still going, yes. Follow us on Bebo. We will give you one of our three loves for today. And, of course, Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet community uh, on Facebook. Join in the conversation. We'll end the show every week with Campbell's question. David Campbell will post a question every week on the community page. We'll read it. Put your questions, sorry, put your answers to our questions there and we'll read it out on air. Easy for me to say. Um... On a week with so much happening, I think there's only one place to start, and that's the fact that Big E is WWE champion, John. How do you feel about that? Well, I'd definitely put him in my top eight on MySpace right now. That's uh, no doubt about that. <laughs> uh, amazing. I've, I, I've been a fan of, of E for a while. It's so good to see him get that title, and it was a genuinely great moment. Uh, moment sorry. I got choked up thinking about it. Uh, it was a genuinely great <laughs> moment uh, when it happened. And I, I think that the spoiler, as it were, when he put it out as a tweet saying, you know, I'm cashing in tonight, that wasn't a bad thing. Yeah, that was a pretty, 
bold move and I, yeah i think there are reasons behind it which i you know i will explain if you if you want but um putting the belt on Big E is great you know lashley's been a, a, a good champion he's putting some good performances maybe it's slightly just run its course right now and there wasn't really any more road for him to go down and he needs a little bit of a, a quick reboot but putting it on Big E, who is so popular. He's got over completely organically. He's a WWE guy. He's mad popular with everybody backstage and so over with the fans. Prime decision. Absolutely wonderful. Great to see Big E's champ. So you said you'd explain it. Why do you think it's not a bad thing that they quote-unquote spoiled it? Spoilers sometimes aren't bad. I don't mind spoilers in many ways because mm-hmm. I want to see how it plays out. If somebody tells you something like, oh, this is going to happen, great, but how do we do it? I want to see it in action. So I don't yeah. mind that kind of stuff. But also, I mean, that is a, a cue for people to watch that show. They're going to be going, right, okay, Big E's cashing in. Yeah, he's he, he should win it because when you cash in the money in the bank, you win that's pretty much what happens. There's only been a couple of failures in the past. So mm. the chances of him winning are very high. And to see that is a big thing. But when's it going to happen? How's it going to happen? Who's he cashing in against? Because there was a title match on that show. And putting that out there gave people a bit of a head turning notice to go, oh, hang on, something's big's going on on Raw tonight. And they were going up against, <coughs> I think it was the first one, Monday Night Football of the season. Yeah. And it was a big Which, game as well. So, like, to get in there and go, right, well, hang on a minute. Yeah, all right. Huge, huge football game on. But look, we're doing something pretty special over here as well. So why don't you come and see us and see what's happening? They, they did it uh, before as well. Not so much a spoiler, but more a, more a change to the card. I think they knew they were going up. They were going up against the presidential debate uh, when it was no mercy. Oh yeah, and they moved the main event to the first match. They had Cena, Cena, AJ Ambrose kick off the show, mm. and that that's not a, like people. Are, oh my god! Well, no, not really, because it kicks off the show in a hot way, and it, if it's like a hot start, maybe it will keep people. You know, it might not keep certain people. People might be right. I'll watch this, and then off we go. But They've done this before, and as you said, it's not as if they tweeted out, WWE tweeted out, by the way, Big E's cashing in tonight. No, Big E said he was cashing Mm. in. And it's not really a spoiler when you think about it, because how many times have wrestlers called their shot and said, I'm cashing in at WrestleMania, or I'm going to wait till you're champion and cash in. And then they just haven't done it. They've cashed in at a different time. So... I honestly thought it was going to be the start of uh, weeks of teasing and weeks of, you know, false cash-ins and MVP getting involved and, you know, Randy Orton and Riddle getting involved because um, the WWE have announced the draft for October 1st, SmackDown, October 4th, Raw. Um, Big E was set to cash-in on the first night of the draft. Uh, which originally was meant to be the end of August. They've now changed that. 
obviously, because we're in September. <laughs> but yeah, Biggie, the rumour was he was going to cash in on the draft show. WWE apparently have changed. Rumours are it's because of the strong Dynamite number. Other rumours are it was Monday Night Football, but they needed a big rating, so they've moved it to, to now. And I don't think many people are upset with it. I think many people are saying, well, actually, it's about time Big E was WWE champion. 100%. 100% it's about time he, he, he got it. And it's a real feel-good moment for Big E and the fans. And that pop was just amazing. There's lots of reasons that people could probably think that they're going to, you know, going to make a big reaction to Dynamite winning the demo or, or whatever. And that's probably there. But I mean, I, I'm still in the mindset that Vince does not consider AEW competition in the way that he'd consider WCW competition back in the day. Now, obviously, we know that it is probably a little bit different in our eyes as we see it because they're two competing yeah. promotions. But Dynamite's not on the same night as Raw. So no. whatever whatever he does on Raw doesn't affect what's going to happen on a Wednesday night. I don't think he sees it as a as a problem for him. Now, maybe he will down the line, and I'm sure 100% they're thinking about it, but this is the time now with AEW riding that storm that they've got to do something different. And I, I did kind of feel that maybe WWE have kind of got themselves in a little bit of a, a sort of like lull at the moment. And then that change could just send them off in a completely different direction, which could be unpredictable, could be different. A lot of things can happen here. And it's kind of excited a few people again, which is good. And you need that, especially with the excitement that's generated around Dynamite. And I know we'll talk about it later, but they had another great show. So the hype yeah. train is real when it comes to AEW. So the hype has got to be real when it comes to WWE. I, I to your point, I think he doesn't see them as competition for TV and ratings and all that. I think they'll see with um, when networks get involved. So, you know, you, you talk about the demo and all that. When it was actual people who watched the show, mm. Raw still had more people. When you were, the Wednesday night walls, quote unquote, happened. AEW was beating NXT, which was WWE's third show, you know, and it there was weeks where it was really close, and then there was weeks, you know, AEW won by a clear, you know, 250,000. There was weeks NXT beat Dynamite, and I still don't think Vince would have moved NXT if it wasn't for the network saying move to Tuesday night so we get a clear okay. shot. Yeah, when the networks okay. get involved, and, and you keep yeah. hearing the, the little chat about um, it's USA, isn't it? That the Raw's on USA are not happy about the sort of like you know heavily stacked SmackDown roster. Now maybe that is a reason why Big E's gone over to yeah. to, to cash in on Raw and cash in against Lashley because now they've got this huge star who they were putting on the rise on SmackDown. They've, they've taken him over there and gone, look, we've, we've got you a big star right here. This yeah. is what we're pointing at. And yeah. you know, maybe that's that's sort of a, a way to placate the network. Yeah, absolutely. And when it comes to things like Twitter buzz, WWE are big on social media. They love WWE it. do not want 
someone else getting that Twitter buzz. And the the prime example was I I hadn't watched All Out until the next day. Mm-hmm. I couldn't go on social media because see, as soon as I went on after, pardon me, after watching it, which was about five o'clock on a on a Monday evening, my Twitter was still full of Daniel Bryan, Adam Cole, Ruby Soho, you know, reaction to the matches and what have you. And, uh, what's his name? Suzuki. Yeah. Um, Suzuki uh, debuting. And there was so much chatter, whereas later that night, I was, I was up about half one, quarter to two in the morning. I wasn't watching Raw, but I was on Twitter. And there was nothing about Raw on my Twitter. Mm-hmm. No one was tweeting about it. And <clears throat> I know we always say we're in our, our own wee bubbles. Well, my wee bubble is a wrestling and football bubble. So if I go on <clears throat> and no one's talking about the football and the team I support, then clearly something's something's wrong. <laughs> clearly my t- I've lost those Twitter followers. And then if no one's talking about wrestling, that's like, my God, what, what has happened here? And it was just the fact that All Out was that good. The next night, Raw didn't get anything. Um, you make a good point about Big E obviously being moved over. He is officially moved over at the Raw roster, so he he won't be involved in the draft, obviously. He will he'll stay where he is. What, what did you make of um, the actual the match beforehand? Randy Orton versus Lashley. I thought that was a very good match. Yeah, it was great. I, I really liked it. Uh, Randy's been doing some of the best work of his career at the moment. I, I love yeah. what he's doing with, with Riddle. It works. RK bro, they're over. It works. And he's he's clearly enjoying himself, which, you know, when you go in the ring and put your body through that as much as he's done and refresh your character as many times as he has, to see him still enjoying it and be at the top of his game, it's, you know, a real... Real, real honour for him, yeah. You know, that he that he can do that. I think it's great. Uh, it was it was a good solid match. Um, the injury angle at the end just kind of came out of nowhere a little bit, but uh, I yeah, yeah I think... I, it, it helps sort of sell you know any sort of future rematch, doesn't it? Yeah, you know, for uh, for, yeah. for Lashley, you know, it's like oh, I was injured. He did, you know, my knee was bad and uh, uh, whatever. But yeah, that kind of came out of nowhere. But the match itself was solid. Yeah, I think it was meant to be like he was meant to get closer to the table and he didn't and then had to do this whole sort of ow, I tripped. I <laughs> but um, exactly. I think this is going to be a case of um it'll be Orton versus Orton versus Big E versus Lashley at Extreme Rules. I think Lashley will be going for the pin on Orton. Big E will do that triple threat thing where he Someone hits the finisher, the other person throws them out the ring and pins the guys with the finisher on yeah, them. The classic. Um, Lashley will have his, you didn't beat me, you didn't beat me, and lo and behold, Saudi Arabia uh, will be off to the races. It'll be Lashley versus Lashley versus Big E, and that'll be like the blow-off before we get to Survivor Series. Um, how excited are you for a possible New Day versus the Bloodline feud? Oh, I'll be all over that. I think if that happens at Survivor Series, that would be amazing. That would be wonderful. I mean, I'm going to guess if that happens, then, you know, New Day have got to pick up the tag titles, right? And, well, and you can have all three of them, you know, the champions, my champions. 
That was my thoughts. But again, RK Bros, you were saying they're doing some of the best work of their career. Yeah. Riddle's actually, Riddle's a bit annoying. I think Vince goes a bit too hard on the whole stoner thing. I think he he's going for really annoying, like stereotype. Whereas like he was best when he was like a sort of Michael Kelso, yeah, sort of stoner idiot, but not quite not quite such a moron, you know what I mean? Whereas, I think he's went full moron. He's went, like, season eight Kelso, whereas, like, right, let's just wrap it up. <laughs> Randy! He's, I mean, he's, he's over, but I get what you mean. I totally get what you mean. And, yeah, I mean, they are doing some great, great work. And, uh, yeah, if that happens, you know, if we can get to the Bloodline and, and the New Day, I think that's just got to happen anyway, just as a feature attraction. That's got to be a a match that's got to happen. Uh, the, there's one thing I would like to see, though, and I don't know whether you've considered this, and, and maybe this is just another one of those that can kind of spin a few wheels while, you know, a, a real challenger emerges for Big E. I would like to see a scramble triple threat with New Day for the title. I think that would be brilliant. I, I'd love to see... Because I, I never want them to break up and I never want them to turn on each other because none of that. There was like, yep. there, there was like the tweet where it was like, you've got to be more serious or you've got to drop the nudity or you've got to turn heel and all that. And it's like, no, he did it his own way. But I'd love to see a, a thing where they have to face each other and it's like, you know, leave it all in the ring sort of thing. But what and, I want to see three guys mates spirit of competition going for it there's a story involved here because obviously you've had kofi mania you've had biggie woods is the only one that's not held that title you know and in a scramble match if you do that you know you give it give them 30 minutes let them go out there for 30 minutes as many falls as possible let woods mm-hmm. pick up a fall and let him have that title and let him be recognized. And then everyone on the New Day has held that title. And I think that's just, a, that would be a great moment for them, but also for WWE as well. The Shield have all had the title in the past. Mm-hmm. And I think that was that was the right thing to do, even though it was in a, you know separate matches. But these three guys deserve it. For the work they've done, getting themselves over themselves, doing everything they've done, they deserve that. And it would be an entertaining match. And at the end of it, they're all hugging. They're all shaking hands. No one turns on each other. We carry on. Big E finds his next challenger. Sorted. See, you say you want to see that, but I know exactly what you want to see. You want to see big, meaty men slapping meat. <laughs> always. You've got to have the big, meaty men slapping meat. That is all we need. <laughs> oh, you know, I turned into Big E there. Oh, no, you've got to have at one point. Let him have his match against Goldberg. He wants to face Goldberg. Oh, just let him do it and let him destroy him. Because, like, I mean, yeah, you know, as much as Goldberg, you know, it's funny. He does not belong in in current WWE. And um, yeah, sorry, Goldberg, but <laughs> you know, he, he's he's not in that in that echelon. But to have that on the record, to to kind of take him out and beat him for the title, that'd be great. Yeah, let him have that. Another good feature attraction. Again, that'd be that'd be cool. I mean, for me, I see Big E holding on this title till the Rumble, at least. Maybe. And I don't think he'll carry it to Mania, but I think he'll, you know, 
I want him to prove me wrong, but uh, I, I can see him holding it till the Rumble at least. So obviously we touched on the fact that Big E's away to Raw. Uh, the draft is October 1st uh, and October 4th. So who are some people, who would you like to see move from SmackDown to Raw? Oh, and wow. who's someone you would like to see move from Raw to SmackDown? Even if it's just, it doesn't have to be like, oh, well, this person's been underutilised, so they have to be moved. It's more a a, a refresher. Who's, who's someone you think could benefit from uh, a change of scenery? Asuka. When she's fit again, uh, I yeah. think, you know, she if and when she comes back, she'd be spinning a few wheels and not really doing much on Monday Night Raw. I think moving to, to SmackDown would give her a, a little bit of something different to do, some different opponents to take on. Um, oh, I'd probably move someone like Keith Lee. I think he'd be a bit more... Yeah, it, it would work better on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. And maybe like, you know, a ricochet, someone like that. Maybe, maybe. I... I think I think it's been heavily rumoured, so this isn't any breaking news. But Drew McIntyre, um, yes, Drew McIntyre getting a move over there and keeping him away from Roman Reigns 100%. before he faces him at WrestleMania. Okay, because we've had Drew against you know Roman before. It was really really good at Survivor Series last year. Two guys at the top of their game. But something I, I really hate, and this is something that's harmed Keith Lee, if he's not going to win the WWE title, don't mm. give him multiple WWE title matches. Yeah. Because then it's just multiple losses and it hurts him. You know, have him have big feuds against, you know, Keith Lee came in and fought Randy Orton when he wasn't champion and beat him. Great. Keith Lee came in and got a couple of big wins over the likes of like Sheamus. Great. You know, Keep doing that, keep building them up, and then go, right, now, when we're ready to put the title on him, he's going to face this guy, because he's now beaten former champion Sheamus, former champion, you know, Randy Orton, he's taken Drew McIntyre to the limit, blah, blah, blah. But, yeah, keep Drew out of the title picture. I don't need to, like, because I ended up sick of him by the time SummerSlam came around, because... Yeah, I was the same. Yeah, I love Drew to bits, and... I, I wanted, yeah, it, I, I really wanted that title win from him. And that was brilliant. He got it. But when it got to that point where you just, it was slogging his guts out and failing in these matches. And it's like, oh, dad, no, I, I can't, I can't see this anymore. I can't watch it. And now he's just treading water. And yeah, that's no disrespect to, you know, obviously who he's facing right now in Jinder and, and his crew. But it, it's not, a main event feud for for Drew McIntyre, and I guess guess this is a point that they've got. They've got to kind of like step back on some of these guys. You can't just throw them straight into title matches. Like yeah. I, I feel Finn's gonna suffer for this on SmackDown. You know, he's been punted straight into the top, had the delay because of Cena, and now he's brought the Demon back all of a sudden. Yeah, it is a weird one. Um, you know, someone who I'd like to see go over to Raw because we can always. You know, WrestleMania is always a time where we can revisit stuff, but 
In fact, no, no, they're out injured. I was about to say I'd like to see Edge go to Raw and take on some of the talent on Raw, but I think Edge will be out for a while now. Yeah, apparently he's out for a couple of months, actually. So, I mean, maybe, you know, he could come back at the top of, top of the year, you know, in 2022. Yeah. He might make another Rumble appearance. But, yeah, I think Edge probably has expanded everything he's going to do on SmackDown right now. Maybe a, a, a shift back to Raw would be good for him. What about, I'm trying to think who I'd like to see. I think if, and no disrespect to Big E, but he's not he's not an untouchable champion, whereas like Roman Reigns really is at the moment. Yeah. Um, Finn could do a move to Raw, maybe. Yeah, I think, yeah, Finn, just to get someone different, because I'm looking at the SmackDown roster right now, and you look at people who Finn could face, like the Seth Rollins, Sami Zayn, um, Finn and Cesaro, yeah, I'll have some of that. But none of them are going to kind of stick him in back in the title picture again. And then he's maybe he could go against Nakamura again for the Intercontinental title. Maybe. But yeah, may, you know, sending him to Raw will give him a few soft, fresh options. But again, he's kind of like he's literally just turned up on SmackDown, hasn't he? So it's it's one of those mm-hmm. where like, oh, here you are, and. Uh, we we were talking about this in in our training session the other day. Like Finn, he must get to that point of going like, "Yeah, this is really really good." And then they're going, "Yeah, you're going to be in a title match. Great. Uh, yeah, you are going to lose. Sorry, mate." <laughs> yeah, and that's happened too many times. He should have been a champion again. Yeah, because he's he's yeah. over. He again, he's another one who's over with the crowd. I think this is something like, and we as wrestling fans were never happy. We you know. Why is there so many short title reigns? Okay, we'll give such and such a long title reign. Why is such and such not been the champion yet? Because this guy is the, cha- you know what I mean? It's like, it's the sort of casualty to the, you know, we can't say Roman Reigns hasn't been great. We can't say that Drew and Lashley weren't great champions. And we can't, you know, we can't say that we didn't want Big E as champion. You know what I mean? It's it's that sort of thing where the the title hasn't been passed around too much since, you know, the pandemic. And that's a good thing, you know what I mean? Because the people who have had the title have gained so much from it. But at the same time, much like the the Hulk Hogan four-year run from 84 to 88, there's so many people in that time period, you're like, oh, God. And another time that person would have been a champion. Well, this is interesting you brought this up because I was listening to Bully Ray the other day. Mm -hmm. And he... Uh, obviously, he, he presents a, a show on Sirius XM in America, um, all about wrestling. He's on that. Um, uh, called Busted Open. He, he does that show. And he was saying that maybe this is the time now WWE needs to go into the unpredictable era. So short title, the title could change hands at any time. Short title reigns, things like that. You know, except that, that might bring... And excitement to house shows, to TV tapings. You know, if if people can kind of like jump across brands and yeah, you're getting the draft freshen it all up. And then maybe on the first night of the draft, someone comes in like a Finn Balor and just takes the title off somebody, whoever it may be. I mean, that's that's a huge moment. So maybe it is time for sort of bold moves now with WWE. Maybe. All right. You know what? I wouldn't be against it. Like waiting up and saying, "Oh, what the fuck? What do you mean he's WWE champion?" Or like, I've always thought, 
you know, we, I, I've complained about this. I, I think it was David Campbell I spoke to this about. WWE's road to WrestleMania, it used to be middle of March WrestleMania and it used to be you had the Royal Rumble at the end of March and you had a month and a half of build. Now you have, uh, with one pay-per-view in the middle, now you have nearly three months of build with two pay-per-views and sometimes three if there's a Saudi Arabia show in the middle. I would love to see, you talk about unexpected eras, someone come up from NXT and win the Royal Rumble on their debut. Yeah, that would be because, huge, wouldn't it? Because you have three pay-per-views in between. You can put them against the likes of, say, a, say just spitballing three people here, Seamus, Baron Corbin, and Randy Orton. There you go. They beat these three people, and it's like, right, well, they've got some big wins under their belt. It's time for the WWE title match. And... Yeah, you know what? I'd, I'd be well in for that. We, we, uh, what Bully said, don't often agree with what Bully Ray says, but you know what? Why not? Yeah, I mean, that's it. Why the heck not? You know, what What? What harm can they do? If if they really do feel like yeah, they need to do something different, do something different. <laughs> and, and, and why not? I'd, I'd like to see that. I mean, obviously, you know, I think we're going to get onto NXT in just a bit, aren't we? But to see somebody come up from from NXT and win the Rumble, I mean, that was like maybe a Keith Lee moment, you know, the other year when he walked in and you saw Lesnar's reaction. And for me, that put Keith Lee over, seeing Lesnar going, whoa, hello, big boy, you know, this this, this, is, this is something big. You know, seeing that, Keith Lee could, he, he was a made man at that point. Yeah. Well, we're getting into the the... Fantasy booking and anyone that's listened to the show before knows that I could fantasy book for hours and hours. Give us and a hours. pencil, damn it! <laughs> Give me the book, Vince. Give me the book. But um, you talked about uh, NXT and and what felt like a create a wrestler moment. Um, Von Baron, who has the most create a wrestler name ever. <laughs> he sounds like the guy who's your rival in the performance center in these like season modes and uh, in the WWE games. Um, he ended up in the fatal four way match for the NXT title this past week. Just wild. Which I I I don't get because Braun Breaker, uh, the son of. Uh, Rick Steiner defeated Ellie Knight. You don't want to tell him that it's the son of Rick Steiner. Well, I mean, if if Vic Joseph can turn around and say that's a dog face gremlin mentality, which isn't a mentality or a saying, by the way, I think the cat's pretty much out of the bag. And the fact that he was pretty much wearing his dad's gear and had Scott Steiner's, you know, um, sirens at the start of his music. I know. I was. See, I didn't realise it was, and I'm like, what, we Scott Steiner here? And then they went, dog face, growling mentality. I went, oh, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> but yeah, Braun Breaker asked for a match. LA Knight, who's got a world title match to focus for, decides I'm going to have a match on NXT and is beaten handily. And the guy that beats one of your world champion contenders is not put in. Instead, it's the guy who happened to be passing in the hall and went, "Oh, you bastards, clear out of here!" <laughs> he's essentially, he's essentially an old guy. Like, "Oh, you kids, get out of my garden!" 
You're just welcome to again as a knife going through it. <laughs> it was a, it was an interesting moment, wasn't it? Um, to to kind of see that. I mean, yeah, uh, and and you know, LA Knight being the yeah the cocky heel. You look back on it now and you think, right, well, he's just a you know the cocky heel has just taken this match, thinking you know what well, I could do two in one night and I'm still going to win the title later. And then he gets beaten by the new boy, and. Yeah, it was it was a strange one, and then obviously, and he he took the the fall in the title match as well, didn't he? He did, and I thought that was that was really really weird. I, I thought they were going to be the new boy. I thought that you know Von was going to get he was the guy who's going to take the fall, but that wasn't the case. You know, Pindy, I had the fear he was going to win. He was getting, up and comer. He was getting booed when they came. They were just like, "Boo, who is this?" Who it's like Kyle O'Reilly, didn't they? I mean, like, why wouldn't you? Well, I, I'm going to be honest. I'm really, really glad that Kyle O'Reilly wasn't in the match because he's a great wrestler, but I just find him so boring because, like, you see the promos at the start? Yeah. It was like, Champa was like, I never lost this title and I was screwed over and I got to get it back. And he said, like, like the exact days, it was something like 920 or something like that. 920 days later, Daddy's home and he just gets up and like storms away. Pure and tail. Oh my god, Pete Dunn's like that. Like I should have been champion already. You know he's that that believable factor. Ellie mm-hmm. Knight, that cocky heel, that rock style promo. And then you just have Kyle O'Reilly. Well, yes, this is a great opportunity, and I'm just I'm I gotta grab it with both. You're like you're a boring bastard. <laughs> He's got all the tools in in the tank, and he's funny. He's got some, you know, good comedy chops at times. But yeah, I I see that there needs to be a little bit more of an edge to him to yeah, make him he's a very, like, bona fide wooden, talent. Very wooden in one direction, but um, it sucks. Very that, you know, it sucks. There's no U, UE there anymore because, like, you know, he was a a great cog in that gigantic wheel of undisputed era, and. You know, the, the the whole Paul Heyman thing of accentuate the positives and hide the negatives, his negatives were hidden by being in UE and being part of that stable. So, yeah, I I, I know where you're coming from. Yeah. Well, they, you mentioned Undisputed Era. See the, the diamond mine now. See the way Roddy Strong is this intense yeah. amateur wrestler who wants to rip your face. So I think that fits him better because, and, you know, this is coming from me, the wee specky guy from Glasgow, but... I don't think Roderick Strong is cool. Bobby Fish exenuates, you know, coolness. Adam Cole is undeniably cool. Kyle O'Reilly had the comedy chops and was the was the unpredictable guy who just ran up and kneed people in the face and made the other guys laugh. You know what I mean? So they all had that. Whereas like Roddy Strong, I'm like, this isn't you. This is not who you are. Away from I can't believe this is you. Yeah, now he's in a better position. Now he's in the position of the the really good athlete, and I think Kyle O'Reilly really needs to find his his new mould, his new niche. But the Fatal Four Way didn't go as long as I wanted. I honestly thought this would be a match that maybe was given one of the one of the whole hours. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but a quick match and Daddy's home, Tommaso Ciampa regained the title he never lost. I'm absolutely delighted. He's world champion again. Yep. I mean, I love Champer. I think he's fantastic. Great that he's got the title back. So I think when you've done what NXT have done, they've rebooted. 
and started again in a sense to to have a, a champion who is recognized uh in nxt so you know it keeps the old fans knocking around and any anyone knew that they want to drag in you know they'll be like oh yeah well we you know we knew he was part of nxt we knew that he's the familiar face he's He's te- I, I can kind of compare it to this. It's not really the same level, but he's the Chris Jericho champion. When AEW put Chris Jericho as their first champion, yes. right move because he's the recognizable name that wrestling fans know, but also other people are very aware of because he's been around that long. So I think the right decision, um, Pete Dunne's day is coming at some point, eventually, I hope. Um, but again, much like you've said, you know, in in the past when it comes to saying, yeah, the same thing and people getting a bit stale. Pete Dunne's been saying he's the baddest man in NXT for so long now and he keeps getting beat. So yeah. he's got to well, prove that he's the baddest man in NXT by taking that title. And I think he will cut it off Champa eventually, but it was, it was a, a good ending that I, you know, it was a good ending to that match. And obviously Braun Breaker ending the show by... Challenging, would you say? And almost challenging, yeah. Almost, it's as if the 2.0 era kicked off with it, like, you're the guy we're going to push, which honestly surprises me, not because, like, because the match with early night was good. The guy, the guy is jacked beyond belief. He has a family pedigree. If he's half as good as Rick and Scott Steiner on their pomp, then great. But it, it seems like they've chosen a guy and it's like, but he's an amateur wrestler and it's like, they don't, other than Kurt Angle, they've never really went all in on like amateur wrestling gimmicks, you know what I mean? Brock Lesnar, it's not his amateur wrestling that they put across, it's the fact that he's a six foot five man mountain that looks like he's carved from stone, you know what I mean? It's not the, oh, that's a takedown by Brock, it's like, no, Brock could rip your head off by looking at you. Like, that's what they push about Brock. So I find it weird that, you know, sports entertainment Vince has picked this amateur wrestling pedigree background guy sort of thing. He's seen, he's seen something in him. And I'm trying to work out what that is. Because when I watched that match against LA Knight, you know, you're like, oh, look at that clothesline. He threw a clothesline just like his dad. He moves exactly like Rick, which I think, again, maybe that's like, okay, but we're not going to mention him, but do these. And then, like, you know, fans of a certain vintage who know the Steiners will go, oh, there you go. Look, you know, he's he's doing that. Is he going to do the bulldog? Is he going to do this? Um, and and that's cool. But, yeah, he's never, you know, Vince has never been, like, mad on that kind of, like, huge you know, sort of college athlete thing. Maybe he's thinking about it now, obviously with the signing of uh, Gable Stevenson, who they're allowing to continue to compete with the NCAA. Maybe this is something they're seeing as like a legit thing that they can get these guys over by saying they're not just sports entertainers. They, they are legit athletes because look, you know, that's what they're doing. But then, you know, you hear that Vince is looking at, at the um, Von Wagner and he apparently sees him as a future WrestleMania main eventer. He thinks he's the new Edge. No, but I, I listen. Vince has obviously seen more that more of Von Wagner than I, because from the 
the short, snappy promo he cut, not cut, but just sort of, thank you, Mr. Regal, when he got added to the match and the the, the match itself, I didn't see much room that made me go, oh, yeah, you're, you're the next, you're the next guy. But, hey, it was one match, time will tell. But, you know, WrestleMania main eventers and legitimate athletes and world champions, who gives a monkeys about that? Let's get to the real reason we all watched NXT 2.0 this week. Oh, the, the index best part wedding. Yes, the <laughs> wedding. The index wedding. I, oh, and a segment filled with highlights. What was your highlight? <laughs> um, oh, my. Uh, I quite liked um, <laughs> the bit when everyone put their hands up saying that they, they had, like, you know, if anybody... Yeah, anybody wants to speak now, and everyone puts their hands up, and he just opens his jacket and turns around to everybody, <laughs> showing that axe in there. It was a little <laughs> bit crazy. That it, it was funny. That was very much, yeah, very much uh, a, a moment for Dexter Loomis. I quite like the uh, uh, Ikemanjiro bit with the the rings. Um, there was some there was some funny parts. I do you know what? because I like these guys. I think they're great. I did like the little bit just before they cut to break with uh, Grizzled Young Veterans when they were just kind of like proper yes. dogging on it. <laughs> yeah, like this isn't even going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was great. Um, it, it went on a bit too long. Um, you know, Beth Phoenix was brilliant, went over. Um, Austin Theory as well, my word. I'm sure that was probably one of yours. But Austin Theory is just, like, watching him in in, um, in Evolve, he's like a completely different person. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's just yes. like this, this comedy idiot. <laughs> and uh, He's like, no, we're in a ring, we're in a ring. And it was just like, oh, this is this is great. But it was it was fun, wasn't it? He is so good in the way, and there's rumours that he's on his way back to the main roster. Oh, really? I don't want. I want. I want him to stay with Johnny and the family forever. I do too. Uh, again, you know, you talk about Johnny Gargano, and uh, yeah, I I really like Johnny. I love what he does, and there's obviously we talk about his contract coming up soon as well. Um, I'd love him to stay where he is because I genuinely think he's enjoying himself, and. Yeah, that would work for him, keeping the way. I think the way is such a you know a great faction. NXT have got some good factions right now. You know them and Hit Row and Legado. Uh, they, they've got some good stuff there. But the the way are are great, and I want Austin and, and Johnny to stay together. That no look high five. I still pop for that. And an underrated moment I think was the um, when the officiant goes down. Yeah. And they say, Regal, you do it. And it's Regal's face of absolutely not. Absolutely <laughs> not a chance in hell am I doing this. Brilliant. We'll, we'll call it the silent Bob pop because <laughs> he only speaks when he needs to. And Dexter Loomis, the I do and the crowd popping. Just amazing. The, such a stupid... He said two words because he never speaks. When he did, it meant so much more. It was amazing. It was great. I loved it. it was, like I said, my, my only sort of like crime with it was it was a bit too long, uh, but it worked. It worked perfectly. And it was just it was just fun. Yeah, exactly. It was a fun segment. 
I, I do believe it went too long as well, but you know what? I'd rather a segment that's good to go too long than, you know, a horrendous segment go far too long. 100%. Yeah, I mean, it it worked. And, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting where they're going to kind of go with this now. I don't know. Yeah, they've obviously done the... Yeah, the wedding, but what's what's next? Yeah, I'm I'm sure we're gonna see something from the honeymoon. That'll be hilarious. Um but yeah, what what is what is next for for those guys? You know, it's it's gonna be a, an interesting one. Johnny and and Austin gonna get in the in the tag team, you know, or is Austin gonna go up? Because I know he's been doing dark matches. You just wanna know what's gonna happen and um yeah, I I thought for a reboot, you know, it, it worked NXT. Um, and yeah, more stuff like that. Yeah, it's it's cool. Yeah. Um, so you talked about Johnny Gargano's contract being up and hoping he stays where he is. I think the the consensus is he will stay where he is. He has a he wants to be an NXT. He's an NXT guy. He's happy. Someone who's someone whose contract is set to expire in the spring of two thousand two is Sami Zayn, mm. and he recently tweeted out which I thought was hilarious, making fun of the rumours of him leaving WWE, he tweeted, something cryptic about my contract. <laughs> I love him. He's great. He's great. And yeah, stuff like that, it's it, it's good because obviously everyone talks about it like that. And if, like when Kevin Owens put out his tweet recently, you know, and, and deleted it very fast with the uh, Mount Rushmore thing, yeah, when people do stuff like that, it's breaking the fourth wall, isn't it? Which I think we're we're all fairly accepting of now. It's not a big thing. And yeah, I, I, is Sammy going to stay? I expect he will do. Yeah, I expect he's not going to go anywhere. Yeah, I I don't expect him to go anywhere either. And you know what? I don't want him to go anywhere either because the whole thing of everyone going AEW at the minute. It, it stacks the roster, but it also it means that you're going to have guys who are not the world champion and so many like world champion contenders that you are going to have feuds that are sort of obvious. If yeah, you get you've like my fears about AEW stacking it all big time. You've, you know, everything you're saying, I've said this to many friends before. Like, it's the, when one more big guy comes down, one more mid-card talent gets moved down. Totally. But I, I don't want to see Sammy. If Sammy Zayn goes anywhere, he should go back to Ring of Honor. Yeah. Yeah, I could see him work there very nicely. But I'm, I'm hoping the Great Liberator and the Conspiracy Victim and all that carry on. I think that is... It's the best work he's done in WWE, I think. Like I outside of NXT, um, character work is the best work he's done. Yeah, it's so much fun, and you know, like, like even what he did on SmackDown last week was really, really good. Bringing, um, uh, bringing Parker out the NBA, uh, the NBA player. Um, of course, he yes, put the Knicks, me. put the Knicks out of the playoffs. Yeah, to bring Trey Parker out was just a, a real moment. And, you know, he's there wearing the, you know, the, the uh, Kevin Knox jersey as well. And to bring him out, you knew he was going to get booed out of the building. But that's just such a heat magnet. It's such a Sami Zayn thing to do. And, you know, he's, he's doing good work like that. I mean, yeah, I don't think we're ever going to see Sami unless it's in like a, 
you know, multi-person match challenging for the world title. But I also don't think he needs to. No, me either. I think he's his IC title runs have been great. I, he should have had a lot more title runs than he's had in WWE, and he has had lulls where they haven't used him. But this this conspiracy victim and this tortured artist and all that, that is, I, I find it hilarious. Yeah, it's great. It's brilliant stuff. Um, so obviously Sami Zayn, uh, we think he'll stay where he is. Someone who's in talks with Impact, uh, according to Wrestling Observer Newsletter, he's in advance talk, but no deal has been struck. Braun Strowman. Mm. Apparently he's going to be known as the Titan. That's such an impact name, isn't it? It is. It's such a like see whenever you watch like American sitcoms and the characters are watching wrestling and it's always tonight, the Titan versus the Colossus. Yeah, it's very very much like that. Um just call him Adam Share and get over it. <laughs> I, see, the thing is, though, I think the Titan suits him more, you know what I mean? Or even just call him Strowman. Yeah, some of the, any, anything that you could get away with. I think, like, you know, you don't have to kind of, like, make a, a, a ginormous character around this guy, because the Titan, that's giving me some serious Shockmaster vibes. Yeah, if I see him, like, smash through a wall and fall over you know then yeah you know it's it's not good i love impact i think impact's great yeah i I really enjoy it at times and they've done some good shows recently but if i see anything like that yeah then i'm I'm quickly turning it off and hopefully they're doing right i think braun in impact is a solid move if he can go there because he will stand out and he's a big star who will bring eyes to that crowd and if he can get in, great. I don't know whether it's going to be like a short-term deal or anything like that. But, you know, for him to go to Impact, is this where he goes, hello, the forbidden door's open here, it's swinging both ways, oh, I've just walked into AEW. I think the consensus is he doesn't fit the AEW. I think, I think it's he thinks he doesn't fit the AEW mould and he would be sort of used there. The AEW well, big is. men are kind of like not really like him, are they? You look at like Powerhouse Hobbs and yeah, or even Brian Cage. Yeah, they're not I really like Brian. him, are they? No, not really. They're sort of handymen and like backup guys and guys that take the pin. And even Brian Cage, like I, I believe it was his, is it his wife or his fiance? Oh yeah, she was. She was. Um, she was furious and she was saying he is a star, he should be booked like a star and he's not being booked like a star. And when you think about how he was booked in Impact and how he's been booked in AEW, you're like, well, yeah, he's not being booked like a star there, but the talent pool is deeper here than it was Impact. That's and, he's a big fish in a, in a giant pool, no? Yeah, and... I, I, I quote this, it was like a tweet that was sent out and I, I I don't know who did it. So again, if you ever listen, this is your tweet, let me know. But it was it was someone that tweeted, so many people want to go to AEW when leaving WWE, not realising they could be a star if they took the chance on a Ring of Honor or an Impact who need main event players. 
Yep, that's pretty fair. Um, talking about a, a main event player who could have, we could still see him pop up in these places, but could have been a massive name with Impact or Ring of Honor, Bobby Fish, he's chosen to sign with Major League Wrestling. I think a decent fit for Bobby that really, you know, with the cards that they've been putting on and the, the, the people they've got with them. Uh, and a and a bold move not going with any of the, you know, sort of huge names, if you will. And uh, maybe that's, you know, something that Bobby's thought about with it, you know, kind of coming to his lifestyle and the amount of dates he wants to work and the way he wants to do things. And, and there he will probably be one of the bigger names, I'm, I'm going to say, and, and, you know, probably nearer the top of the card every week. Whereas if he went to an AEW, he'd be somewhere in the middle and or the you know sort of lower mid card. He, he you know he'd be the guy who is the surprise entrant in the next Casino Battle Royal. Yeah. Oh, by by the way, I am so glad. Just on a, on a side note, I, I think I mentioned this last week when Ruby Soho won the Casino Battle Royal. I was so happy because I did not want another Leo Rush or like. Or Evan Bourne as the surprise entrant because it I, it just feels like a waste. You feel like you've got your hopes up for nothing. Yeah, I mean that was a big you know signing, and she really enhanced the women's division. Yeah, that was uh, that was great. Uh, but like you said, you you know you you want a big surprise, don't you? When it comes to a, something like that, um, would Bobby Fish be that big surprise? Probably not. So I mean, going to MLW, great. I mean, it's going to work for him. And I think that's the the great thing about the talent having that choice now where, you know, they, they've got a few places where they can look and a few places where they can go and hang their hat and go, you know, this makes me happy and I want to be here and they can do other things on top of it. And you've probably seen that with like the contract negotiations that they've had. I mean, like the, the Twitch streams and things like that are so big for a lot of people now especially at that level when they're, you know, making good money out of it. If he can go and, you know, have a little side hustle as well, you know, he doesn't have to work all these dates. He's still treated as a top star and he's happy. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it, it's all about the performer's happiness at the end of the day. You know what I mean? It's, we don't want to see people burnt out and disappear for seven years like CM Punk did. So if, People can get money and work less dates, and you know what? Fair play to them. No one complained that Kevin Nash and Scott Hall doing it in the nineties. Totally. So moving on to some some big news for the women's divisions in both WWE and Impact. Uh, starting with WWE, King of the Ring is returning uh, on October the eleventh. Is going to be the start date of the tournament, and it will run alongside the first ever Queen of the Ring. Which I think is very cool. Um, a new angle for someone to go with and, you know, take their chance. I mean, I'm sure that if they're going to keep the, the same stipulation, you win King of the Ring or Queen of the Ring, you get a title shot. You know, this is is brilliant. It's like getting money in, it's money, another money in the bank, in effect, isn't it? It's brilliant for the pair of uh, the superstars who are going to win these. Um, but I, I think it's long overdue. Uh, for a Queen of the Ring tournament. We've had women's tournaments in the past. We've had women's pay-per-view with Evolution. Um, this is something that's probably just n- not happened for reasons. 
brilliant. Let's have this tournament and let's see some people in it who, you know, we don't expect. So let's have some some talent from NXT. Uh, let's have the talent from, you know, that are on Raw and SmackDown now going up against them. Let's let's see this. You know, there's some brilliant women's talent. You know, is Raquel Gonzalez going to get involved in this? That'd be wonderful to see. I mean, this is a, a, a tournament that like a Dakota Kai could break out of. Someone like that, you know, who could come in and, and change the game a little bit. And it, it would be great to see some of these women really go for it instead of just seeing the usual ones. I'm sure we'll see like a, a, an Asuka maybe in the final or, you know, Alexa Bliss or whoever. But uh, it, it'd be great to see some new talent getting into this one. It's a good place to kind of give them a chance. You know, they've qualified to get in. This is is a good place to see it. Yeah, absolutely. You're, you're talking about obviously some NXT talent. I don't think you'll see technically any talent who are currently on NXT at the time of the tournament starting. However, it is a week removed from the draft, so you never know. Some There might be some wild cards or some you know NXT picks in the draft who end up on Raw and SmackDown and end up in the tournament. And I, I spoke earlier about an NXT star winning the Royal Rumble. Mm. Why not have? Why not call someone up and have them do do what they did with MSK? MSK came straight into NXT yep. and won the Dusty Classic. Let, let's have someone come up from NXT and win the King or Queen of the Ring. Yeah, why not? I mean, I'd, I'd look because I think she's great. I'd love to see Io Shirai do it. You know, Kaylee Ray. Yes, I think do, she is. doing things, doing big things on NXT now, and I think you know they really like mm-hmm. her, don't they? I think this is a chance. Yep. Uh, what would you call it? I, I, I'm curious to get your picks. Who, if if we're handing you the book, okay, we're handing you the book, John. I'm just gonna get my pencil. <laughs> no time, no time. Just tell us. <laughs> we'll write it in for you. Yeah. If at the end of this, I imagine it will be in Saudi Arabia. Yes. At the end of this tournament. Who are your king and queen of the ring? Oh, all right, king of the ring. Um, this is my, this is hard because obviously this means Nakamura loses the king gimmick if he loses it. Um, just because I think he ultimately deserves it, Cesaro. Nice one, Cesaro of King of the Ring. Um, Queen of the Ring, wow. You look at the talent that could be in this. And again, I don't want any of the same old, same old to be grabbing this one. If I'm picking someone who's like very much on the roster right now and spinning a few wheels, Shayna Baszler. Amazing, yes. You I took like Shayna. Right she, she was such a badass. She just reject that crown and just go kicking someone in the face <laughs> um, but obviously uh, and, and because I, you know she was one of my final interviews before covid um yeah i think there's a breakout moment for kaylee ray here and she was ace when i spoke to her you know um she's she's obviously very highly respected and about to do some big things big moment for her but i i can see it being someone like a, a shana um. Yeah, someone like her. If not, to give her a moment, Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan could be a shout. You know what? I'm going to go. 
Right, I, I want Shayna to win it, but you know what? So we don't have the same pick, so it's not boring. I will say in a best in the world Shane McMahon style swoop where she puts herself in the final, Sonia Deville. Oh, yes, that would be cool. That would be very good. And you know what? We, we mentioned him before and how he's doing some of the best work of his career. What about a King Sami Zayn? Yeah, that would be cool. I mean, again, it would lend into a lot of the stuff that he talks about, you know, and, and kind of everyone's against him, but now he's he's like the ruler of all this. So, you know, like, how can everything go against him? Because he's the king of the ring. Yeah, exactly. Plus, like, the king and queen of the ring should never be a face. Like, I know it's launched certain guys, and but it works so much better as a heel gimmick. Yeah, I mean, I mean, look what Corbin did and Sheamus. Yeah, they had so much fun with it, didn't they? And you know, their sort of customized yeah. crowns and and whatnot. And uh, uh, was it, it was was Barrett King of the Ring? Pretty sure he was, wasn't he? Yes. Yeah, yes. he did the same thing. Um, yeah, stuff like that. It it works. And yeah, to have a couple of heels do it, that'd be cool. I I, I would love again Shayna to do it because I think she'd just like throw that crown away and just say, right, I've won this. I'm going to go after the title. I'm just going to. Use it. Use my title to get to that title. I don't care about it. Yeah, it'd be pretty cool. Just obviously, uh, before we move on, John, you know, I'll, I'll we'll edit this out, but you know, we we cherish King Mabel on this podcast, and the fact that you didn't mention the greatest King of the Ring of all time, God rest his soul, is quite frankly insulting. You know. We'll have to talk with Gary Kernan whether you're allowed back on this show. <laughs> I apologise for missing King Mabel. Uh, obviously, and yeah. King Billy Gunn. <laughs> oh my word! Do you know what? I was just thinking because I actually watched the 1993 King of the Ring back the other day. Uh, that has one of my favourite matches of all time on it, uh, which was Bret Hart and Mr. Perfect. Uh, I think it's better than the SummerSlam one. And yeah. Yeah, I, I, and then obviously you look into the, the, the ones in the future. King May, oh, King Mabel, man. King Mabel, oh, Billy, they made, they made a few mistakes with these King of the Rings, didn't they? Yes, and Mabel and Billy Gunn weren't, weren't any yes, of them. Move on. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, those jobbers like Bret Hart and Owen Hart that won it. I mean, what yeah, did they yeah. ever do? You know yeah. what I mean, Brock Lesnar, who's he? <sighs> Anyway, as I as I calm myself down from your complete lack of respect for the industry and the yeah, men sorry, that Michael. made it, <laughs> um, we talked about obviously Impact have exciting times ahead for their women's roster. Impact, to me, out of any company, book their women better than anyone, and they've announced an all women Impact Plus special. Uh, called Knockouts Knockdown for October 9th, and the show will feature the Daphne Memorial Monsters Ball. Brilliant. Such a such a good thing. So obviously Daphne was you know, very well respected by so many and has worked with so many of those people, worked well in, in Impact TNA. Um, she was a, a huge part of, of one of the yeah, one one of the top more memorable storylines and a great character to have them yeah, on her in that way. Brilliant. Absolutely. And obviously 
the impact women getting this all women special and I think they've announced Gail Kim to return for it if I'm not mistaken I believe so I believe so um which is is going to be very very cool to see Gail back um obviously so synonymous with impact and yeah I'm just looking at her face now as uh she's announcing it and she's so happy about it Mercedes Martinez being in there as well yeah um that's you know they, they sort of like Signed her on the slide, didn't they? Yeah, bringing Mercedes in. Um, again, a nice little move. She was one, um, obviously, fierce females here in Glasgow. I believe she was meant to... She was meant to be on a January show and ended up cancelling it. And then I oh, think really? she... Pre-COVID timeline is yeah. absolutely scatterbrained to me. But I think it was that, and it was like... Oh yeah! By the way, she's going to show up at the Royal Rumble, and that's why she's cancelled a booking. So she went from Glasgow to Arizona, you know, in one night, if my timeline's correct. And then obviously NXT had a few matches for the women's title, and then unfortunately was obviously a casualty of the the many many releases of the All Hail the Great Nick Khan. Yeah, it was a shame. I thought she was, you know, really great hand to have in in that women's division in NXT experienced and could put anyone over get over herself um I think she was great to have in there but she'll fit in very well I think in impact and be a great part of this yeah I'm just looking just now um Mickey James will be the caller commentator uh Vida Scott will be uh, the play-by-play analyst uh, we'll be doing play-by-play analysis. Uh, Melissa Santos will be on ring announcing duty. <clears throat> it's set to feature Diana Perrazzo, Mercedes Martinez, Lady Frost, uh, a Monsters Ball, as we mentioned, a tribute to the late Daphne. Just trying to find out what else is on the card because... I love There's that they're, they're honouring Daphne, though, with this. You know, obviously, she was the first in, you know, female to be in that, that um, Monsters Ball match yeah so to, to do that is really really good and a nice little memory um and to honor daphne that way is is just wonderful yeah exactly and it was nice obviously the, the announcement of gail kim uh the smile on her face when she announces it and obviously the fact that the crowd got into it is really good as well totally yeah and and it's it's something it's something different. It's something that we all want to see. Uh, I, I'm all over that. I think that's great. Uh, yeah, Lady Frost, I think, is a good addition as well, as you mentioned before. Uh, obviously, uh, we're going to see something with Mickey and uh, Diana Perazzo, I expect, following on from uh, yeah, the NWA show. So. And yeah. uh, 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 Renee Michelle is going to be there, I believe. Former Mrs. Maverick, former yeah. 24-7 champion in her own night. <laughs> yes, of course. So, yeah, you've got uh, there's some, some good talent there. I actually watched the, the NWA and Power Show uh, a few days ago. It was uh, you know, some good stuff put together by, by Mickey. There's some great matches. I, I, I'd like to see Camille get in there as, uh, again as well because I think she's a, you know, she's a heck of a talent. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um Apparently it's been pre-taped, so maybe don't Google it if you don't want it spoiled, but it'll be on Impact Plus October the 11th. Uh, definitely check that out. 
Uh, Smackdown in Madison Square Garden this past Friday. Uh, it's the highest rated ep- episode since January. Uh, they had a 3% bump in viewers. It's at 3.3% bump in viewers, up to 2.217 million. Uh, obviously, such a stacked card on that show. You know, Brock Lesnar being announced ahead of time. Edge v Rollins too. Just so much on that card. Um, what did you make of Edge v Rollins too? It was good. Uh, I enjoyed it. I think, yeah, Rollins... Uh, he's another one who's evolving his character along the way at the moment and now he's kind of taking this you know sort of stealing stuff from Edge and going as deep as Edge did to to kind of make sure he gets that win and he was copying his moves Uh, apparently he's going to be on the show uh, well we're speaking on Friday night Um, he's going to be on the show tonight and and explain his, his actions. I, I thought it was a very good match. These two guys can work so well together. Um, I think that's it for them now, but it was a, a heck of a match. It was a great show overall, but that was a very good match. Um, I, I thought the match was great. I thought Edge and Rollins, like the characters at the minute are great. I like how Rollins is a full-on scumbag. I can't wait for his Stone Cold uh, Broken Skull session. Same. Um, and I believe it's next Friday that happens. Next, and, it's next weekend, isn't it? Either way. Yeah. And I love Edge. I love how he's not this like legend returning face. He's no. He's he's still the tweener. He'll still you know kick someone when they're down. But what I didn't like was the reaction after it. It was. So in the scheduled match, Rollins used the super kick, which is fine. It's a it's a registered move. The young bucks do forty seven a match. <laughs> At least he done a couple of them, <laughs> and then he hit his finish, which was the stomp. And Edge goes down, and then obviously Edge, who has a history of neck problems, gets carted out. But it was the look that Sonya Deville and Adam Pearce gave him as if. You evil man! You evil man! And then the the uh, announcer, Seth, do you really have nothing to say? Like I know Edge has neck problems, but Rollins didn't cheat to win. He used ve- like verified moves. He won the match. He used his finisher. Edge knew going in here neck injuries. Why are we making Rollins out to be some sort of monster here? Like. I could understand if after the match he went mental and like you know put his neck in a chair or did the concerto to him and all that, but he just did his finisher. Yeah, it's a strange one. I mean, I think they're trying to show Rollins to be like this slightly unhinged guy who, you know, one minute he's completely in control and he, you know, he should have respect for his opponent and he's not going to do it, but then he just goes, "Wait a minute, nah," and snaps. And then, you know, he's kind of coming across like that in his interviews when he's like, oh, you know, I feel really stuck. And and then he gets lost in the moment. He, you, you know, you see that look in his in his eyes when he's lost. And he, it's almost like he yeah. doesn't really know what he's done. He's gone too far, but he doesn't realize he's gone too far. And I think that's maybe the angle they're going down with there. But yeah, I mean, like, for them just to go, oh, you, you know, you knew he had neck problems. I'm sorry, but 
you know, hey, I'm 1-0. I'm undefeated right now in the ring. Um, (laughs) (laughs) If somebody went after... You know, a, a part of my body, which I was saying was weak. You know what I mean? That That's part of a match. That's what happens. That's that's the psychology of it. You go for somebody's so weakness. It's like a boxer. You know, if they've got like a, a, a you know, a weak jaw, you're gonna not going to hit them with body shots. You're going to go straight for the jaw. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just picturing you as some grizzled young veteran <laughs> sitting in an armchair. Sunken in with a cigar in your mouth, like that. Them's the breaks, kid. It's the business. Them's the breaks, kids. I'm one to know. I'm undefeated here. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you, I'm a veteran of this game. <laughs> so, obviously, we had that on the show. We had Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar uh, putting some doubt into Roman Reigns' head over Paul Heyman's loyalty, saying, Brock. Why didn't you tell Roman I was going to be at SummerSlam and the the pop from the crowd, the, oh, it, it was amazing. And Paul Heyman is, Paul Heyman is only second to Vince McMahon uh, with facial reactions. I think his face tells the story. Again, you're looking at the best work of somebody's career again at the moment. Heyman's doing some brilliant stuff with Roman. And that, that moment was just great <laughs> yeah it was so much fun and i love all the bits backstage with kayla as well like they're working very well together and yeah like i said that seed of doubt's been planted now and i i, I do wonder how you know i yeah we, we we spoke about obviously what what's coming up in saudi uh and we'll, we'll get into this in a second no doubt but oh i still wonder if there's something else going on here if they're going to go in yeah. one direction. So Brock has put down the challenge for Roman and Brock said, eh, sorry, Roman said, eh, Brock can get his match against me once I'm done beating Finn Balor. And Finn Balor doesn't come out, but the demon does to a massive pop in Madison Square Garden for the first time ever on SmackDown, apparently. Yeah, uh, uh, and very appeared. quick after the sort of tease last week as well. You, you know, you, they could have dragged that out, but no, here we go. <laughs> nope, fuck that. Here we go. No, um, they they've announced the Demon versus Roman Reigns for the Universal Title at Extreme Rules, and they've announced Brock versus Roman. But the interesting thing with the press release, they haven't said it's for the Universal Title. They've said. Brock will take on Roman Reigns no matter what the outcome oh. of of Extreme Rules. And then it said, will the Universal be on title be on the line by the time these stars get to Saudi Arabia? So you're like, oh, well, my, my, my. <laughs> so looks like we're going to get a big money Saudi match. I mean, obviously the answer is yes, but... <laughs> yeah. I, I, like, I, I was trying to suspend belief, but yeah, of course, it, like, he's... Roman has beaten Edge, Daniel Bryan, Cesaro, Rey Mysterio, John Cena. He's going to beat the Demon as well. And then he's going to beat um, Brock Lesnar. And it's just going to add to the credibility of whoever eventually beats him. Or are they going to swerve something with Lesnar? That, you know, he's, he's going to jump into this stable for a bit. 
And then maybe further down the line when they can take the title off him in the US, would they do something? I mean, that's probably quite a convoluted story that could go on there. But, you know, you you said to me before about how they do love a screwy finish in, uh, in some of these shows that are not on US soil. And, you know, would they would they do that? Would they would they really change the title now because of that show? Would they really flip it? Because I think, you know, taking it off Roman before Mania probably isn't the best bit of business they could do. But then you're going to have to screw Brock out of this one. So, you know, the, the, the only other option, you've got to run in with Jay and Jimmy, haven't you? And that's that's the way that ends. I think if you screw Brock out of this, because if it's Jimmy and if it's Jimmy and Jay, then he just comes back at Survivor Series and costs Roman, and then says, "I want my match and I want it now." And he wins the Rumble, and then he gets it exactly. But I think that the best way out of this is to have because it's like, oh, if they spoil the demon, is the demon going to lose him? I think Brock gets involved. Because the Usos will get involved in the Roman Balor match. Brock gets involved and then, you know, going for like a big clothesline or a big chair shot or something like that. He misses Roman, he hits Balor. Then you have Brock get taken out by whoever's going to face him at WrestleMania. Not Balor, not a revenge thing because mm. we've seen Brock Balor already. Whoever's going to face Brock at WrestleMania, they take him out. Brock goes away to the Rumble, returns to the Rumble to eliminate that person in the Rumble. And then after Survivor Series, you have Finn Balor say, right, I was screwed out the title, Extreme Rules, you and me one more time. You know what I mean? Like that that's how that's how I think you get round all of that. But it's WWE, they'll probably just go, Nope, Roman wins. Yeah, more unlikely. I mean the 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 ultimate swerve and the ultimate like you know, WTF moment. Swinging it back to a person's debut match against Finn Balor. And obviously there are talks about where people are going and who is going to sign and who is going to re-sign. What if the Finn costs him the title? What if Bray Wyatt makes that big return and takes Balor out? Sorry, I had muted my mic there so I could feed my dogs and then you nearly made me drop the dog food with that <laughs> that bombshell because I, I had forgotten all about The Fiend. And I, he's, he's popped back up on Twitter though, hasn't he? As Brian, he's saying, you know, that everything comes around, I will see you soon. Oh. Now, obviously people are thinking, oh, he's signing with AEW, he's signing with Impact, he's doing this. But what if? Because they have spoke about some people and we've seen it with Samoa Joe that talent can come back after they've been released. Now, if they can convince him to do this, you know, there's a story to be told there. You know what? I wouldn't be against it. And you know what? We never did get that Bray versus Brock match that was teased uh, in 2016. We never got that. We never got the Bray-Brock. We never got Demon versus... um, uh, the Fiend, because that was obviously uh, cut off uh, due to illness. Yep. And then never he stepped in, didn't he, of course, in that, yeah, what turned out to be an incredible match. Um, but we never got it. There's yep. a story, never, there's something there, there's history. 
And just think, who did Roman beat for a third option? Who did yep. Roman beat for the Universal title? Exactly. Oh, and I love fantasy booking. And, it's and it's so it, fun inside this, my head. <laughs> in this situation right now that they're in, you know, WWE technically have absolutely nothing to lose. Nothing. They've lost a bunch of talent to AEW now. They've got nothing to lose here. They could they could just go for broke and go, what the hell? Let's throw some money at this dude. We know he's we know he makes money for us. Let's throw some cash at him. Really go for it and go like let's let's just put him in. But you know, if you bring him back, you've got to leave him in control of it. But there's something on the there's something there. There's something on the table that they could go with and, and run with that would get over with the fans. And again, you've you've got to shock them now because why the hell not? You know, just do something that's going to make people go, what the? And as soon as your head turns, then you keep their head there. Yeah. Oh, you big tease. Um, It'll never happen, but you know. So yeah, some big matches for Roman coming up. Um, we, we talked about, obviously, the rumours he signed with AEW. Um, AEW's All Out apparently did over 200,000 pay-per-view buys, making it the biggest non-WWE pay-per-view since Spring Stampede 1999. That's an absolutely great number for AEW. And I think, yeah, for, it's not for any sort of pay-per-view back in the day like that, in traditional pay-per-view that's not going out on uh, like you know, Peacock WWE Network. I think that's great. That's you know, that's brilliant business. And and obviously, I think the rumors beforehand did them a huge favor. Um, I I was at a party that was um that was part of it, and the the fans were so excited. You know about uh about what was going to happen that night, and the buzz was real. You know, like even just talking to my friends beforehand who were into this. They were well excited about it because you just thought, well, you know, I'm going to see this. This are they going? Are they going to drop? Yeah, we knew Daniel Bryan was coming, but when Adam Cole walked out first, oh my word, what a moment! And to watch that live, I mean, that was a moment in time for people. And yeah, great numbers. Uh, you know, Tony Khan's riding the real crest of a wave right now, and he's he's got some good stuff going on. Yep. And that's the thing, like they've built so much goodwill at the minute. If if AEW hit a bad patch, he's built so much goodwill here. Whereas we we're talking about WWE, you know, let's go for broke or let's Billy Ray talking about the shock era and the anything can happen era. WWE need to do something because AEW all out was the most it was an unpredictable pay per view, you know what I mean? Totally. Um, it was it was one of those that stood out. I th- I I'm gonna say that it was the best one of this year so far. I think it was the best pay per view out of every promotion this year. Uh, some great matches on the tag match was fantastic. Um, you know, great to see CM Punk's return. Um, a, a, a you know a real slow pace for him to get back into it. A good opponent in Darby Allen who could take a lot of the weight off CM Punk. You know, very good title match um, with a few flaws in it. And and then, you know, everything that happened at the end, there's some real good stuff. I, I'll tell you what, I genuinely loved the opener, actually, with Miro and um, Eddie Kingston. 
Uh, it was a great match. And yeah, I think that, that pay-per-view was a very, very good pay-per-view. I'll take you back to the start of the show, John, and I'll tell you why you liked that Miro-Eddie Kingston match. Go on. Because it was big, meaty men slapping meat. <laughs> yes, it was two big, meaty men slapping meat, without a doubt. And uh, yeah, that was that was a great match. That was a great match. As well, um, obviously, AEW doing that number. I don't think many WWE pay-per-views other than WrestleMania did get that many. No, I don't think they're sort of in the same echelons, are they? You know, in, in, in that. Um, I mean, looking at the uh, sort of buy rates for for this year, so I sort of pull up a list we've got right now. Um, I'd say, you know, the, the estimated buy numbers that did, the well over 200,000 buys was, you know, was very, very good. Um, and yeah, I can't, I can't actually find any for, um, well, for, I'm, I'm not, not meaning this year, I'm meaning more the like, also in general, yeah, well, yeah, I mean, era, yeah, like, like you said, the, outside WrestleMania and, and like say some Summer Slams, there's been some huge Summer Slams, but you know, you're looking at, sort of 300,000 you know the, there's one I've seen here at 550,000 in 2000 and I wonder if you can work out which pay-per-view that was was it SummerSlam 2000 it wasn't oh right Wait, give, give me what was the main event <laughs> uh, I'm, going, I'm going to look right now as we're on here um it was uh, it was one that I, I did not expect to see this at a five hundred thousand buy rate. Uh, the oh no no no! In fact, don't tell me. Um, is it Austin's return? Is it No Mercy two thousand? It was, yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. And those people were shortchanged by that match. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they were. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, oh. I don't think they've. Um, yeah, I, I don't think they. Yeah, sort of like getting any more than that number, really. No. Well, fair enough. Well, well done AEW. It's a massive achievement in the sort of illegal streaming era, the sort of, you know, the network era where obviously a lot of people have the networks just so they don't need to buy pay-per-views if they, they fancy it. It's a great achievement. So we'll move on to some problematic comments made by Tommy Dreamer. Mm. Uh, on this week's Dark Side of the Ring. The Dark Side of the Ring this week was all about the plane ride from hell. So if you haven't... You don't know what the plane ride from hell was, essentially coming back from an overseas tour, a lot of the crew and wrestlers got very drunk, very stoned, behaved inappropriately, fights broke out, and... Ric Flair, apparently, which was his party trick back in the day, was walking around the cabin with his robe on and nothing else. And one one stewardess has alleged that he backed her into a corner and made her like, touch him in his private areas. Tommy Dreamer's comments have upset some people because they made it his comments made it seem as if it was some sort of joke gone wrong. He said, oh, he's the nature boy. That's what he does. Um, but some people obviously take offence to that. And people aren't happy because they think it 
it, it bord- not borderline, it is, it's almost victim blaming. It was not exactly a smart thing to say. Yeah, that was a very, very bad take uh, on a situation which, quite frankly, should never have happened in the first place because that behaviour just is not acceptable. You know, it doesn't matter whether you are... Yeah, you know, I, I don't care how intoxicated you are. That is not the way, you know, you behave. On a, on a chartered flight, when you're representing the company... Yeah, that, you just don't do that kind of stuff. And wh- when I saw the episode this morning and I heard what Tommy said and, and how he framed it, yeah, my jaw was on the floor because I was like, you can't justify this in any way by just going, Ric Flair, innit? <laughs> yeah. that, that doesn't wash, I'm afraid. And there's... There's no way you can kind of say that that was acceptable at all. Yeah, it it was. It just no, wasn't I, good. Yeah, I, it was a very much a oh, what is he like? Like so, it it, it bordered on the, the like the old saying that people bring up is the uh, boys will be boys. Yeah, the the exact words that were in my head just then. And. I'll, People brought up um, JR's comments about, um, <coughs> pardon me, he said, Ric Flair's the life of the party, um, and if you know him, you know when the party's over for you, but it's just beginning for him. He went, so you just shut your eyes and you leave. And that's well, sort of like, it, yeah. Yeah, and it's sort of like excusing his behaviour just because it's like, well, I wasn't there, I left, I knew he was going to be, you know, X, Y, and Z instead of saying, like, Actually, I confronted him about his behaviour. Um, the whole thing, like certain certain comments by, like, obviously, JR's comments are a bit like, well, that's not okay, but Dreamer's ones are like just horrendously bad. Yeah, he clearly did not really think about what he was saying here at all. And, yeah, we... We all are very close to our friends and, yeah, we we will defend our friends till the end of time. But when it comes to defending the indefensible, you can't do that. And unfortunately, that rule has to go out the window. And, yeah, that was the indefensible right there. Yeah. And no, it's, all. you know, Tommy with a, a terrible a terrible take on that and, and it, it wasn't a good thing and you know um, I'm just looking at a, a tweet here from Sean Ross Sapp um, apparently he's not going to be at um, Impact Tapings this weekend yeah well right call get him out of the firing line absolutely um, just for anyone who else who doesn't know about the plane ride for hell other incidents that happened on that um I mean, there wasn't much, was there? So, yeah. Say that again? There wasn't much going on on the plane, was there? No, 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 not a lot. Just um, Mr. Perfect um, challenged Brock Lesnar to a a shoot fight. Uh, Brock, knowing that he could handle him, ignored him, as most people do. Paul Heyman informed Brock that the wrestling business is not like that. 
And if you if you back down from him now, you won't get any respect. Brock was pushed too far and tackled <laughs> tackled perfect into the side of the plane, according to witnesses, inches away from the emergency exit. We had Michael P.S. Hayes getting to the halfway up the aisle, realizing he was about to piss his pants and pull out his penis and was about to pee, thankfully couldn't, on Linda McMahon, his his, his boss's wife. He had X Pac, who, when Michael Hayes fell asleep, cut his ponytail off. Cut Michael P.S. Hayes' ponytail off, sorry. And God knows what Scott Hall was doing that was so bad that he got fired and Ric Flair didn't. What 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 have we not heard about Scott Hall? Because there was a, he, there was an allegation made against Scott on the on the show by uh, the the same flight attendant who was talking about um, Ric Flair, um, and Scott uh, did say to the team that he didn't recall any of it, but there was a, a fairly serious allegation, and he came off that plane apparently in a wheelchair, which um, just incredible managed to get for him and push him through customs. This is obviously all in, in, in the episode. Uh, pushed him through customs as he was passed out and they basically decided that because he was so wasted on everything that he had taken and, and drank that they that he had to go. And he was he was in a situation where they brought him back on the road. He wasn't right to go on the road. And you know that he shouldn't have been in that position in the first place, but he was so intoxicated it was game over. Jesus, like I, I see, I actually haven't seen the episode, but I know the story pretty well because I've heard like n- multiple recounts of it. I've read it in Brock Lesnar's book. You know, it, it's sort of the it's sort of the go to story that people tell. Like, oh, wait till you hear this. You know what I mean? But obviously, some of the takes on Dark Side of the Ring and some of the defenses made for people were just, as you said, indefensible. Totally is. I mean, there were things that I learned about that plane ride from hell on that show, which you know, sort of just utterly blew my mind. And you, you didn't think it was what it was, and then you find out that it's sort of ten times worse. So we talked about obviously EW and the momentum it's creating, and like next week's Dynamite looks sensational. Like next week's Dynamite is like a pay per view. Yeah, it like. They've named it Dynamite Grand Slam, and you can see why. Um, Kenny Omega is going to take on Brian Danielson, non-title match. There's going to be an interview with CM Punk 48 hours before he fights uh, Powerhouse Hobbs on Rampage, his first TV match in over seven years. Do you know who his last pay-per-view, uh, sorry, his last TV singles match was against? Oh, uh, I don't I knew his pay-per-view match, but I can't remember his last TV match. Was it someone like? Oh, it, I bet it was like some no mark, wasn't it? I, I don't know. It was the legend and king of the ring alumni Billy Gunn. No, it was yes, because oh remember the outlaws were back about 2014 as sort of the like, authority henchman. Jeez, oh, I remember his his last singles pay-per-view match was against Ryback. But yeah, that's right. Because he had other ones like with you know they're in triple threats and stuff. But 
Yeah, his last singles one was um, was Ryback. That, that's uh, that's two to go out on right there, isn't it? <laughs> um, Cody Rhodes is back. He's taking on Malachi Black. Um, I'm hoping this is... Me and Grant talked about this last week on Central. Cody Rhodes in Ring of Honor, where he had input but not the final say, was sensational. Yeah. Cody Rhodes in AEW, where he sort of has the, has the complete control... Isn't the best. Um, I believe, believe two of our members, David and I can't remember. I can't remember who else he was arguing with, but they were arguing about how they like David doesn't like it, and the other one does. <laughs> it's a case of. I, I I think if you like Cody Rhodes, you're sort of going to defend him. If you don't really have a dog in the fight, you're kind of like. Actually, this is kind of what we've accused Triple H of for years. Yeah, I mean, the booking of this one's just got to be sensible. I mean, for me, yeah, yeah they're building Malachi Black up so well. Uh, I I think a loss here would probably derail that a tiny bit. You've got to make him look ultra-dominant. And, yeah, I, I, you know, he has to win this, but it's going to be, it should be a spectacle. Are you uh, a Marvel? The Marvel TV shows that were on Netflix. Did you watch them? Yes. What about Malachi Black fighting with Night Nurse? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd work. It's different, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It, obviously, I'm, Dynamite the other night when she was just in the building, just scrapping with people. You're like, yeah, Jesus. Rosario. I mean, obviously, like I know the connection now, but like when I heard, oh, Rosario Dawson's here, and then when I saw it, and then she's jumping on his back, I'm like. Oh, what? Is this really happening? Yeah, it is happening. And she's wearing a nightmare family jacket. And you're like, okay. At this point, who's not in the nightmare family? It's like the Kennedys. Yeah, exactly. I think I've got a jacket somewhere. (laughs) Uh, David and Tom, by the way, for the listeners, they were the two members of our group that were arguing about Cody. Tom was very much on the side of Cody. He thinks the likes of... MGF came out better for the feud with Cody. Okay. Uh, David, Ar- David argued the Brody Lee uh, situation, and I think I think we just get a wee bit sick of the America, America, uh, sort of the American grit, sort of thing. Yeah. Like we get it. Your dad was the American dream. Like Ted DiBiase Jr. didn't hit us over the head with his dad's gimmick as much. Yeah, he didn't come in and like you know. Start being the million dollar man, did he? No, he, he had the title later on, but it wasn't like going. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't. He didn't have to do that. Yeah, that that was actually one of the the few matches that I, I really didn't enjoy. The the whole thing with with the go go, I didn't enjoy that. But no, um, horrendous. It just didn't work out, you know. And I, I like Anthony Go Go. Um, He's, he's, you know, he seems to have a very good passion for it, and, and he seems to enjoy himself what he's doing. But that whole, that whole thing's been done to death, and it didn't need to be done again. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, yeah, Cody, I, he's, he's not going to come out on top of this. Surely, just they can't do fifty-fifty booking with this series. Destroyed him already. But Malachi Black is 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 a big 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 star there and they've got to make him look like a huge star an absolute killer um, it's just got to work out that way uh, we've got Flying Brian Jr. against MGF MGF's heel work and Twitter work on this one 
has been so good. Absolute gold. The tweeting pictures of Brian Pillman, uh, Brian Pillman Jr.'s mum from Dark Side of the Ring, calling his sister an inbred. The fact that during, like the the, apparently Brian Pillman Jr. tweeted out that uh, during the segment between the two of them on Dynamite, I think it was two weeks ago, that his sister got so excited that her water broke and she went into labour. <laughs> <So, laughs> And MGF's like, I've destroyed this hillbilly family. It just, it's cr- it, He's so good on the mic and and you know just basically giving people hassle. It's unbelievable. I mean, and and I think that should be a very good match as well. Yeah, um, we have FTR versus Sting and Darby Allen in matches you never thought you'd see. <laughs> totally random, but I'm there for it. And. Uh, Ruby Soho finally getting her AEW, I say finally, she's just in Ruby Soho getting her AEW um, title opportunity against Dr. Britt Baker DMD Surely they're not going to change the title already, there's a longer story to be told here, it's got to be right? Maybe I always like and like <laughs> see whenever I ever see um, Britt Baker I always start going DMD on Dynamite. <laughs> DMD. <laughs> I'm so I'm so upset. Dynamite is moving from TNT. Oh, of course, yeah, yes, isn't it? <laughs> it doesn't have the same ring, does it? TBS. <laughs> it doesn't Dynamite. work. No, it doesn't work. <laughs> no, um, I agree. There's a longer story to be told there. Um, Britt Baker still is miles to run with the with the title. Yep, she's total money. But I wouldn't mind, you know, we talked about unpredictability. I wouldn't mind a sort of like Rock Mankind, Sasha Charlotte, where they drop the title back and forward to each other. Yeah, like so they're, so matched. they're so evenly matched that they end up, you know, coming out on top, you know, somehow each time. Like it, I think that think that could be an interesting story to tell uh, just a massive co- Brian Danielson versus Kenny Omega oh, oh my god inject it yes just, just that is going to be epic it's it, people saying like oh they're doing it straight away like you knew it was coming like, why don't we just do it now like, and at least it's not for the title yeah and that's like, we talk about wrestling fans never being happy like if you at the next pay-per-view went Oh, by the way, Kenny Omega, he's going to face the man that won the number one contenders battle royal on Rampage last week. He's going to fight Ricky Starks. They're just a, a random name there. Going to fight Ricky Starks. And people will be like, oh my God, why? We know it's going to be Danielson or we know it's going to be, you know, uh, Adam Page, blah, blah, blah. People would be upset. But if they went, okay, next pay-per-view, Daniel Bryan, Kenny Omega. Oh my God, why are you doing it so soon? Yeah. And what did we say before as well? You know, you, you get these people in like, you know, like a Finn Balor or someone like that and you put them in a title match and then they lose it immediately. You know, th- this is a big match against the champion. There's no title on the line. You know, yeah, so yeah. Omega doesn't have to win this. And, exactly. you know, there can be a screw job. It doesn't matter. They can lead to, you know, lead to something further down the line. But, you know, th- there doesn't have to be the, the big upset here, it you know, it, it doesn't matter. And, 
you know, nobody's going to lose out on this one. Exactly. It's it's going to be a great match. The winners are going to be like a sound like a pure passive. The real winner will be sport. The fans will be <laughs> the real winners. And let's uh, face it, that stadium, it's seen some cracking scenes over the past week or so. So, I mean, it's going to see even more. Yeah, with, uh, where with is this, it being held? This, sorry? Where is it being held? Well, this is the Arthur Ashe show, isn't it? Is it? When's the... Oh, I don't know. That's where they... Emma Rabbitano, of course, picked yeah, up the uh, US Open. That, that's, that's the Grand Slam bit, isn't it? I was about to call her Emma Bakuna because Rangers have signed a guy called Janino Bakuna and now that's just in my head. And now it's in your mind and you can't stop yeah. yourself. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, that—that that is a, um, a, you know, a huge show with, and that stadium's going to look incredible there. I didn't know it was in a tennis stadium, and now the term Impact Grand Slam makes so much more sense. Sorry, AW Grand Slam makes so much more sense to me. It's all there, isn't it? <laughs> it's in your head. The Arthur Ashe Stadium coming up on the 22nd is going to be massive. And, you know, like like I said, to be there in that stadium. Look, I, when I watched uh, Emma Adichano in the in the final, and uh, I looked at that stadium. I, I just for that moment went, oh, that's going to look really good with the ring in the centre of it and all them fans, if they're going to use the entire thing, that's going to look like a brilliant stadium for AEW, that. You know what needs to happen now? Go on. WWE needs to run Wimbledon. Oh, can you imagine that? Seriously? Muddy mania. It's running wild, brother. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to happen, though, isn't it? They're going to do something like that, you know, just to, just to have that extra edge. Something different in the UK. I mean, they've been crying for a UK pay-per-view, haven't they? But that, like a, an iconic venue like that, you know, forget Wembley, go to Wimbledon, you know, and see yeah. if that works any better. I mean, obviously, I'd say come to Anfield, but yeah, <laughs> that's just me. <laughs> I mean, maybe we could get into Ibrox, I don't know, or, or you know, Celtic Park, we can get up somewhere. I can't oh, no, no, you, you were right first time, right first time. <laughs> There we go, well, love. <laughs> Well, the Stephen Gerrard Stephen Gerrard testimonial pay per view beamed live from Anfield and Ibrox. <laughs> Can you imagine the post match interview with Stephen Gerrard though? Yeah, um, yeah, you know, and uh, you know, uh, that's pretty much all it'd be. Exactly. Thought Brock played well in the first half, but thought he got complacent, let the Usos in, and uh, I, I know, went Jamie Carragher instead of. I, I say I've went Jamie Carragher. I've clearly went more. Harry Enfield, like <laughs> the Scousers. There'd be a lot, of, yeah. It'd be, it'd be brilliant. It needs to be. It needs to happen. But um, we'll we'll wrap up this discussion. We'll wrap up the show with uh, Campbell's question. A, a bit of a change this week. So David Campbell every week posts in our community, Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet community, which you can join. Um, he posted after Biggie's title win. He was asking the question, where do you see the champions going uh, in the draft? Obviously, Big E was still on SmackDown at the time. It's now been confirmed he is now a Raw roster member. So, John, I'm going to put something different to you. Mm -hmm. I asked about who you thought could use a change of scenery. So, who would you like to see from Raw face Roman Reigns for the title on SmackDown 
And who would you like to see from SmackDown move over to Raw and fight Biggie for the title? Oh wow! Let me uh, let me think about this for a second as I look at uh, the entire roster for Monday Night Raw. Um, so someone to face Roman Reigns for the title. There's some there's some good talent on there. You know, you could really go for it. Um, ooh, I. I don't. I don't know if we've had this. Should we have? The, have we had this one? AJ Styles. We've had it, and it was great. It was um, Extreme Rules twenty sixteen. I have another answer, but just because. No, no, you, 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 you're welcome to give me the other answer, but AJ Styles is a great. It was going to be one of my answers as well. It's it's a great show. I'm just wondering, uh, they'd have to they'd have to super build him and do it fast. But I'd like to see it. Carry yeah. across. Nice one. Uh, I think you know what if if we're gonna go people that need to be built and repackaged and all that, I want to see T Bar return to Dominic Dijakovic. Oh and yeah. Phase Roman, but looking at the raw roster. You know what? Someone who is underutilized at the minute and really should be doing more, considering who he is. I'd like to see Jeff Hardy against Roman Reigns. That would be interesting. Uh, I'll go Jeff Hardy to move to SmackDown to fight Roman Reigns. And if we go to SmackDown, who's who's moving to uh, Raw to fight Big E? Oof. They could have some fun with this one, I think. Um... KO. Oh, you bastard. I'm going to <laughs> <laughs> right, I tell you what, if you went that, I'll go. I was going to say Owens because he took Biggie out after um, WrestleMania. Yeah. And he was Kofi's first opponent. You know what? I'll go. I'll go little and large. Rey okay. Mysterio against Biggie. Wow. Can you imagine that? That'd be a good match. That'd be fun. It'd be something different. Yeah. I mean, look, if it wasn't KO, just because I think KO deserves it right now, <laughs> I think you know he's at he's at a level where he can instantly jump into a feud, a top level feud. The other person I would go with would be Cesaro. Yes. See again, and it's for the third time on the show. Big yeah. meaty men, meat. <laughs> that's it, and that's what I mean. Can you imagine Cesaro yeeting up Big E for the swing? Amazing. Absolutely amazing. I'll be all over it. Nice one. Right. We'll wrap it up there. Before we say goodbye and thank you to John, just a reminder, iTunes, Anchor, Spotify and Android, Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet is where you can find our interviews, reviews, news and previews all in the one place. And of course, at Suplex Retweet, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, you name it, we're on it. Let us know what you think on the Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet community. Get involved in the conversation. And, of course, before I wrap up, thank you very much, John, for joining us. My pleasure, my friend. Always good. Lovely to have you. We'll see you next week. Cheerio, bye. Hello, I am Jack Graham. I am Scott McLeod. And I'm David Hockney. And you can catch us hosting one of the greatest shows in the history of podcasts. Saturday Draft Live. You can tune in every Saturday to find out who 
on the ESSR has the best chance of playing the current season of our Saturday Draft. As always, you can catch Saturday Draft live on all good podcasting platforms. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.